Good evening, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Noah Houlihan and Laura Prince. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. This month, we're exhuming the spoopiest of television. With me, as always, is Noah Houlihan. Boom, boom, ain't it great to be crazy? Boom, boom, ain't it great to be nuts like you? No. No, it's not. This week, we are taking on the Disney not-classic Nightmare Ned. Yes, the forgotten son of Disney, Nightmare Ned. Oh, boy! Oh, this one. So, gang, I'm gonna, we're going to be real, okay? Uh, we, we watch a lot of shows here on the show. Yep. On uh, the Stay Doom show. And uh, there are the shows that are good that we can gush over. And then there are the ones that are terrible because things happen that we hate. This one is just kind of boring. Yeah, this one had a very, like, this Nightmare Ned ran for 12 two-segment episodes, so like 24 shorts. Yeah, think Rugrats or Doug. Yeah, really 25 shorts, because the last episode had... Had three. A weird sub-short to it. Yes. The, you know, we ran too short. Yeah. Sub to it. And uh, admittedly, we watched 11 of the 12 episodes. Because one is lost. Oh, really? Yeah, I was on uh, Lost Media today, because I was trying to make sure we had everything. And one of them is unable to be found in any form. And one of them, only in Greek. Huh. Alright, so we didn't... This would be the first one we didn't finish, I guess. We watched everything that is findable. Yes. Um, and yeah. And on top of that, this now has created, for this show, the Nightmare Ned rule. Which is, before we decide we're doing any show, we are checking the quality of the videos that exist. Because a lot of this we watch through Fuzz, or my personal favorite, (laughs) a man recording his television screen. So every time it went black, you saw his reflection in the television. Oh, was that a grown man? I just assumed it was a younger person. I I don't know. (laughs) It's, uh... This was an experience, guys. Uh, So, I'm going to just level with you. Something that's going to happen is we're going to go through this episode by episode, because that's what we do on this show. Uh, And there are going to be episodes where we look at each other and go, I got nothing to say. Do you? No? Moving on. Uh, Yeah, the show is a Saturday morning cartoon that ran for uh, just shy of four months in 1997. April through August on ABC. Uh, yes. Right around when Disney was doing their takeover. Uh, or no, this was after Disney did their takeover. But uh, Nightmare Ned is the forgotten child. Yes. Is this one Saturday morning? I don't believe Nightmare Ned actually appeared on one Saturday morning. I am checking right so now. This is before Recess and Pepper Ann. Okay, no, timeline-wise, it would have been during one Saturday morning. Wow, that's crazy to me because I watched one Saturday morning... And have no memory of this show. Now, to be fair, I think when they were really pushing One Saturday Morning was 97. 
because looking at the uh, timelines of things, uh, Recess and Pepper Ann both debuted in 97, hmm. probably in the fall of 97. Okay. So if that's the like lineup you're really thinking of, mm-hmm. it probably, you probably just didn't watch it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I think One Saturday Morning really kind of got going in 1997. That's mm. also Mighty Ducks, Brand Spanking New Doug. Okay. All right. Okay. And maybe this is, you know, also when Fox was running their, and the WB were running their kids programming. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe something better was on another channel. I was Probably. Watching, I was watching some hysteria. And this only ran for four months. Like, yeah. Maybe you watched it and just never cared about yeah, it that much. Yeah, that's entirely possible, too. Uh, so the subtitle for episode this episode is The Danger of Nostalgia Goggles. Yeah. Because uh, this show was remembered as being really scary and spoopy and creepy, and really it's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. So let's, let's jump into it. All right. Because I have a lot of problems. Uh, but they'll come up as we talk about these episodes. Okay, so the first one is uh, the one where Ned eats dog food. Okay, and this one... It's, isn't bad. It isn't bad. Like, it kind of made me hopeful where it's like, oh, it's a kid's show. Yeah. But it's weird that the pilot episode to this show is the pilot episode to Rugrats. Yeah, it kind of feels like the darker side. Because in Rugrats, they're like, we ate dog food. <gasps> We're going to be dogs. This is great. Mm-hmm. And then Ned is afraid. They do a great uh, American Werewolf in London homage that gave me hope for the show. I miss this. Oh, when he does the transformation sequence. It's right out of America, American Werewolf in London. Huh. Interesting. And then he turns, instead of a werewolf, he turns into a cute pupper. Yes, indeed. So ba- basically, these two bullies. Yeah. Very clumsily trick him into eating dog food. Hey, Ned! Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to frighten you, Ned. I, um, just wanted to tell you that the, um, uh, thing that I wanted to say, Ned, is something that's really important. And, um, well, Ned, what that is, is that you should, uh... Enjoy your lunch, dude! He's going for it, dude. Had a baby. Hey, everybody! Ned just ate some dog food! Now that you have eaten dog food, I guess that makes you some kind of dog boy or something. <coughs> dog boy, dog boy. And because Ned is a stupid kid, he thinks he will turn into a dog. And when he goes to sleep, there's always this like weird nightmare animation. Yeah, like the transition. And it's like, it's not drawn in. It's clearly done with computers. Yeah. So it's kind of like jarring. Well, it's 1997. They're like, look, we can use a computer to animate stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like the the dancing sequence in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Where it's like, this looks weird. <laughs> yeah, it looked, it probably looked great in its time. Mm-hmm. We're looking at it 20 years later going like, this looks like garbage. Yeah, just make a cartoon. But then like, I'm going to level with you to the animation in Beauty and the Beast has not aged 
particularly well. No, I've always found that scene jarring, where yeah. it's like the two cell-shaded characters dancing in a three-dimensional box. Like, yeah. What's happening here? So, uh, he's a dog, because that's what happens when you uh, eat dog food. And then the bullies abduct him, and they're going to torture him? They're going to shave him? their initials in his butt. Yeah. Uh, and he befriends a cat. Yeah. And then together they escape. Uh, and get used to this phrase. And then Ned wakes up and it's over. Yeah. Okay. And he's just like, ah, not a dog. Cool. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, episode two is The Doll's House. It's the okay. one where... This is where Torvald uh, is mean to his wife, Nora, and, uh, you know, doesn't treat her well, and she doesn't really have much of independence. Yeah, did you know they made Ibsen change the ending? No, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, Ibsen actually originally had an ending where she had more autonomy, and then they just didn't like it. Oh, well, I hope the three theater nerds out there enjoyed that bit. (laughs) Uh, In this one, Ned breaks... These two girls that are in his home. Who are these women? Uh, I thought they were like his cousins. Uh, yeah, there's just two girls in his home now. They're, I think they're his cousins. They're, there's, I guess there's... Yeah, they're his there's, cousins. But they're, they're clearly... They're also clearly Phil and Lil's voice They're clearly actors. Phil and Lil. Uh, which... Is, they don't even try to make it the voices sound different. Yeah, it is Phil and Lil. It's just Phil and Lil. And uh, Ned breaks one of their dolls. Mm-hmm. And uh, freaks out and hides the pieces. And then it's like, well, good night, girls. It's been fun, but tomorrow's a school day. Bye. Ned, Ned, honey, where are you going? I'm hitting the hay, Mom. But it's only 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, it's the early bird that, uh, uh, good night. This will be a trend throughout the show. The whole gimmick is every episode, we're going to see a nightmare that Ned is having. But in order to do that, Ned has to be asleep. So Ned just falls asleep whenever. Yeah, Ned, like, legitimately probably has a disorder. Yeah, he has to. Like, narcolepsy or, like, some kind of severe anxiety or depression. Yeah, it's... It's real messy. Because some people do have a stress response to falling asleep. This I actually did research because I couldn't find a lot about the show. Yeah, Ned... Uh, <laughs> what is this uh, consi- this disorder? Uh, no, there's just people people whose stress response causes them to fall asleep, and that's how they process. Well, I have a theory. I think... A Nightmare Ned theory. A Nightmare Ned theory. I think that Ned is secretly a fainting goat. This whole thing is a metaphor of a life of a fainting goat. Uh, no, he's not a fainting goat, baby. He's just a kid. She's making a face at me right now. So <laughs> Anyone who's ever seen me in person can picture the face, too. Yeah, I'll, link's below. Oh, uh, no! So, uh, this is the first of many nightmares that imply that like Ned has a fear of like women and commitment. Yeah, this is going to come up a lot, but... He wakes up, or in the dream, he thinks he's a doll. Yeah. Which, okay, like, creepy dolls, makes sense, alright, I'm, I'm with you. Then there's a whole sequence where the the two girls want to see Ned wet himself. 
What should we do with it? I know. T-shirt black. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and wet. It's not wetting. Duh! He has to drink water. Because that's what dolls do. So there's like this whole sequence where they're forcing him to drink water so they can watch him pee. And I was like, this is... I don't know. I feel uncomfortable about this. God, if you ever do Beyond the Tentacle Origins, there you go. Yeah, like this is a very like strange kind of sequence. This isn't the first, or I mean, this is the first, but it's not the last where I'm like, hmm, this is yeah, it's weirdly sexualized for this show. So then... Uh, after he pulls some trickery so he can pee uh, in peace, he ends up uh, getting married. And the sequence is something along the lines of they put this doll next to him. Mm -hmm. They say that they're married. They put them in bed together. And then the the, the two cousins say, we'll leave the married couple alone. And they, like, close the door to the dollhouse. And then... The doll falls on top of Ned. Yeah, it's very... I was like, what is... It's a bit much for, like, a small children's show. Yeah, and I don't know if they're doing that thing where it's like, the parents will get this, but uh, it'll be too, you know, it'll be over the kids' heads. Which I understand doing. This is not a joke. No. Like, there's nothing clever about this. It's just like, hey, secretly there's sex in this. It's also rough for me because I think uh, to do the Shakespearean, you know, high and low, you have to be interesting to both. And, like, as an mm-hmm. adult, Nightmare Ned is not great. Mm-mm. Not great at all. Uh, and then Ned wakes up and it's over. Yep. <laughs> I think he feels bad and puts the doll back together. Yeah. But then right. Ned wakes up and it's over. Moving on. Robot Ned. Oh, boy. Uh, This one's actually super interesting in a weird way. Uh, His dad turns out to be handy with gadgets and makes a robot. Yeah, his dad, who is voiced by... uh, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett, yes. And his mother's Victoria Jackson. What? Really? Yeah, but you wouldn't know because she never does anything interesting. That fact was interesting. I found out the baby's name, too. We'll get into that. Oh, so did I. But we'll discuss that when we get to it. Yeah. So, uh, his father builds a robot, and then Ned has a nightmare. What? Uh, that he's being replaced by the robot. What's odd is Ned has a baby sister. Yes. Where it would feel really natural for a cartoon to attack the idea of, uh, a, say, ten-year-old protagonist mm-hmm. feeling replaced by a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's a, that's a problem real kids deal with. Yeah. But instead, it's this robot because his dad was building something. And I will say that most of the time, the show does a good job of picking a fear that a child would actually have. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of a good thing. Uh, so this robot is trying to replace Ned. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment where... Uh, Ned runs up and, like, hides in a treehouse. Yes. The robot follows him, and then Ned's head pops out from, like, behind him, from a tree, opens a thing, and there's, like, a power-off button, and he hits it. 
Mm-hmm. That moment looks like a point-and-click adventure. Yes. Like, you trick the robot to go up there, you sneak behind him, and you hit the convenient off button. Just even the way it, like, was animated looked like a point-and-click adventure. So I was like, oh, it makes sense that this was a point-and-click adventure. That's coming later! <laughs> yes. All right. Um. Uh, and then Ned wakes up and it's over. No, this one I have something to say. Okay. Uh, Ned, uh, the thing that gave me hope for this show is, as a child, I had horrible nightmares. Oh. I had these just dark, miserable nightmares. Uh, I There was an entire year of my life where every night I had the same dream where I woke up, there was a horrific creature that stood by my door. And I went back, and I would just, like, sit up in bed, see it, and then lay down and go to sleep because I didn't want to deal with it. (laughs) So, and I had that dream over and over and over again. This show would, had a a really good opportunity to kind of teach kids who have these vivid nightmares, like, it's okay, it's just a dream. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fine. Like, everyone has nightmares. They can't hurt you. You're safe. Yeah. And also the kind of like, you're having this nightmare because you saw this show or this stimuli caused this nightmare. You know, this is on your brain. This is on your mind. Take care of it. Yeah. That would have been an amazing message that they could have put in this show. Ned always wakes up a worse person. Yeah. Ned wakes up after having this dream about this robot. And instead of the dream having this moment where it's like, Ned, we could never replace you, and then he feels better, Ned wakes up and just breaks the thing his dad is working on. Yeah. Like, the dreams make him a worse person. Yeah. And what a blown opportunity to do with a children's show. Absolutely. Like, it's fables. Just have message. Oh, so dumb. I used to, uh, I had a nightmare when I was a kid that I still remember, like, the first nightmare I ever remember having was in my uncle's basement, and, uh, I was attacked by what I can only describe as Jim Henson balls. Okay, okay. They were like, you know when you see a bad Muppet? Like, not, <laughs> not like a poorly made Muppet, but like an, what an, an evil, evil Muppet, Muppet looks like mm-hmm. with, like, teeth and eyebrows? Yeah. Those, but on a ball. Okay, okay, a tribble. Yeah, I, no, no, like a koosh ball. <laughs> okay, okay. Not furry, like a tribble or a muppet. A koosh ball. Okay, okay. Brightly colored, like a koosh ball. Uh, I would not go near a koosh ball for like a solid two, three years after that. She hated the Rosie O'Donnell show. I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the next Moving on. Dapper Dan, which is the naked one. Okay. The, you know, the classic... You forgot to wear clothes today. Yeah, like you show up to school and you're, you're naked. Here's the thing. It is so easy to make that, oh my God, you showed up in your underwear. Mm-hmm. But no, with this one, they go with naked. Yep. This episode is so unbelievably uncomfortable. Yeah. And the main reason for that is instead of doing the fun cartoon thing, where uh, Ned is always standing behind something that would block out his genitalia. Uh, they censor it with the same, like, computer animation-y thing. But it changes. 
Yeah, but it changes, but it's also clearly not drawn in. Like, it's clearly added in post. And it kind of, like, floats over his junk as he sneaks around. Which leads me to just sit there and think, well, then what did they draw? Yeah, did, did they did they draw this little boy's penis? What? Nope. Like, yeah, I was so uncomfortable what? the entire nope. episode. I kept thinking of, like, I know they did a sequence where Dexter in Dexter's lab ran around naked in an episode. Mm-hmm. But I remember they did, like, the gag where there was the giant black sensor bar. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, it's a giant black sensor bar. What are you going to do about it? And it kind of worked in the universe of the show. Yeah. This time, sometimes it's a smiley face. Some, like, it's... Yeah, it's like a fig leaf. I think it's a heart at one point, which is like, yeah. what? And then the bullies say they're going to help him, but instead trick Ned into photocopying his ass. Yep. Whoa. What is happening? I mean, this was the 90s when butt photocopying was a solid punchline, I guess. Yeah. I don't... Was child nudity a punchline in the 90s? I mean, I remember you saw butts in cartoons. Yeah, and we see Ned's butt. Yeah, like, I I know that, like, I remember seeing, at least in one Rugrats episode, you saw butts. For some Ooh, reason, butts that. were... It's the one where they all become nudists. Oh, I can't remember that. And I remember there's one where you see Dexter dancing in the shower and you see his butt. Yes. But, like, butts kind of were a punchline. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, little kid naughty, where it's like, hee hee hee, butt! Mm-hmm. Because it's not, se- like, butts are not sexual. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 you poop out of there. Yeah. It's the round the corner fudge is made, <laughs> as Amy Schumer would say. Yes. Or, you know, your local schoolyard children. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, that one. And then he wins an, a well-dressed award on stage and has to go out in front of the entire school naked. Yeah. Like, it's it's a long way to go to just get to that point where he's on stage naked, like in a nightmare. And then Ned wakes up and it's over. And then his dad... Oh, his dad accidentally goes to work naked. Yeah. Which, what? Sure. Yeah, okay, and then there's one of the lost episodes. The lost episode it falls here. Monster Ned and the Ants. We okay. just didn't see that one. And we're never gonna. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, And then the next one is where I start to hate Ned as a character and, like, Mm. as a human being. The next one's the bus. Okay. That's... Uh, I have some interesting things to say about... This starts out with, like, something happens and his mom has to, like, drive his dad to work or something. Drive his dad to the airport or something. Right. And can't drive Ned to school. So Ned has to take the school bus. This little classist bastard. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know at one point someone on the bus goes, what, you think you're better than us? And I was like, yeah, Ned clearly does think he's better than you. Uh, I will defend Ned. This is probably the only time on this podcast. Uh, I went to Catholic school. Uh-huh. Uh, because I was better than everyone? No, I'm kidding. I went to Catholic school and I kind of got this weird impression that I was lucky that I was getting to go to Catholic school. Because the kids in public school were monsters. I mean, yeah, I went to public school. Checks out. So I was under the impression that Catholic school, everyone was nice. And that in 
public school, it was just bullies. It was just people punching each other. It was Heather's. And yeah, it was. Just, yeah, people getting thrown in lockers and things like that. So I kind of understand where Ned's coming from, where he is ignorant of what the actual experience is. So he's built up in his mind, it's the worst thing. Uh, I, but I do think there's some elitist messages in this show we're going to get to. Oh later. yeah, I know the one you're, I know the episode you're thinking of. Ooh, That's the do one. you? I, I know an episode that I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we brought up not liking Ned. I'm going to bring up why I don't like Ned. Laura, if you could, give me three qualities of Ned. He's intelligent, which we know from the report card episode. Uh, he's smug and whiny. Why do you think he's smug? Uh, the report card episode. I really mm. hate him in the report card okay, episode. Okay, okay. Um, and he's, uh, white. This is the problem with the show. Ned has no traits. Correct. There is no reason to cheer for Ned. No. There's no reason to hope death on Ned. There's no reason to have an opinion on Ned because Ned as a character has zero going on. He also has no real relationships. None. He's got no friends. No, we never meet a friend. Well, he makes a friend, which is just in a dream, in this school bus episode. Right. Uh, because uh, they're on the bus and the bus is going to fly into the sun, I think is the plot. Yes, the bus is going to go into the sun. And there's a... Oh, because he sits next to a little girl who has a ventriloquist doll. But the ventriloquist doll is evil and is going to fly the bus into the sun. Ventriloquist dolls are like clowns, though. Like, when's the last time you saw a well-meaning ventriloquist yeah, dummy? Yeah, I get you, I get you. But they... I believe the ventriloquist dummy then pushes this girl almost off the bus and she screams and Ned yells little girl you never got her name huh Ned nope you don't care about any of these people Uh, I will also I also want to add that there is no definitive art style to Nightmare Ned no because this episode looks like a Ren and Stimpy episode yeah like there's moments it's got that John Crickle Fussy. Yeah. I tried. John Kay. He doesn't even go with his last name anymore. Like, there's all these moments where, like, it'll cut to a dis, like a disembodied head making a reaction, which yeah. is a very Ren and Stimpy thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, his house looks like the house from Foster's Homes for yes. Imaginary Friends. Like, nothing about this show gives it an identity. And it's not a consistent art shift. It's not like in the real world things look like this and in nightmares things look like that. The sky tends to be a different color. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, there's nothing. If there was like a good consistent night, uh, consistent shift. Yes. Uh, and then Ned wakes up and it's over. Yep. Um, I just lost my... Uh, the next one is the Corpse Bride episode. Again, echoing uh, Ned's fear of women. And Ned's fear of commitment. Yes. And it is literally just the corpse bride. Uh, but Ned is somehow less likable than Victor Van Dort. Yeah. Which, didn't think that was possible. Yeah, he's voiced by Johnny Depp. How'd you do that? Uh, <laughs> this was 2005, Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, he was likable like, then. Where he wasn't a Peter Pan monster. <laughs> he 
he's the new Michael Jackson. We're just like, I don't know how to be a human. No, Michael Jackson got blamed for abuse he didn't do. Johnny Depp actually hit his wife. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, But Ned goes to a movie, and then a girl likes him and sits next to him. So he says something like, leave me alone and you can have my Cracker Jack prize. And it's a ring. And then Ned falls asleep because she thinks, she's like, oh, a ring, we're married now. And Ned panics and falls asleep. Yep. Uh, And then in his dream, he takes the ring, throws it into a graveyard. And it lands on a zombie's finger, just like the corpse bride. Just the corpse bride. Now, to be fair, this predates the corpse bride by nearly a decade. I am unsure. Was the Princess Bride the film based off of something? The Corpse Bride film, um... I thought it was based off of, like, a legend. The film is based off a 19th century folktale. Yeah, so it's just a folktale that yeah. Nightmare Ned has taken. So, I mean, that that means that the film is not original either. But, you know, it's just like, wait, this isn't an original idea. But the focus of this nightmare is not so much, oh my god, I'm married to a zombie... It's, oh my god, I'm married. Now we have to, like, meet the parents. And, like, the her zombie family, like, they're real nice to him. They try to throw him a bachelor party with a zombie stripper. Why don't I remember the zombie stripper? I Like, I think there's, like, a an implied. Like, I don't think it's oh. actually, like, really. Oh, this show. Uh, but, like... I kind of see the humor of, like, he's a kid, he's afraid of being, of growing up and being married and becoming boring. Right. But, like, if you're a kid and your fear is boredom, don't make a boring show. Right. (laughs) That's not going to be good. Yeah, so zombie, corpse bride... Uh, it again goes with the idea that like Ned seems to fear women intimacy and com- commitment because he he was afraid in a doll's house of like mm-hmm. a very domestic life situation. Yeah. Don't worry, this this concept won't come up again. Oh wait. <laughs> so the next one's the summer camp episode. Wait, wait before you before we move on to the next one, uh, then Ned wakes up and it's over. Continue. And he's still at the movies because he's the worst date of all time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even see the film. <laughs> uh, Headless Lester, the summer camp episode. Uh, this one was interesting because he's not the one who has the nightmares. It's the yes, other kids. It was actually a twist. Which, I don't know, I felt like it was, you know, too early in the series to start throwing twists in. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. The show would have had to have been good for me to care. Um... Yeah, there's like a couple of good gags in this one, though. Yeah, this is this one feels more like an episode of Courage, yes. the Cowardly Dog, because there's like a monster in it. Yeah, and like there's a really funny joke with like the porta potties. There's a head and no head porta potty, mm-hmm. which also is a good joke because the slang word for toilet is the head. Is the head? It's like yeah. <laughs> Headless. Ah, headed. Headache or headless? Hmm, that's weird. Ha, <laughs> those stupid campfire stories. What's next? Man-eating squirrels? 
<laughs> Headless Blaster. Hey, heads only. Headless stalls next door. <laughs> the nerve of some people. Sorry. And then puts a pumpkin on his head and goes, How about now? Yeah. Which I'd also like to bring up. We are eight episodes in, and it's the first time we've mentioned a joke. Yeah. I think it's the first time we've had the opportunity to play a clip. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Noah. This one's going to be fun for you to edit. No, this is easier for me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any clips This is pull. probably going to be the shortest episode ever. I, um, I think we've already passed testicles. Oh, fair enough. Uh, really? I feel like I, my rage could have filled days on testicles. <laughs> um... Then we have the one where Ned's afraid of being short. Wait. And then someone else wakes up and it's over. So then Ned, Ned doesn't like the fact that he's short. And th- there's this weird, like, unclear, is it that he's short or that he wants to be grown up? And those things kind of are the same. In this series. Yeah. Uh, so Ned orders weights. To put on his ankles and then hangs from a pull-up bar, so he he stretches out, which is something Gonzo does in Muppet Babies, right? Uh, and falls asleep, which is bullcrap. When I'm awake without wearing weights, it's very difficult to hang on to a pull-up bar as in a dead hang for over a minute, right? Let alone unconscious and do it. Yeah. So, Ned has a dream where he's not just taller, but grown up. Yeah, he's like got awkward facial hair. Uh, and he is joined by a little pixie of sorts. Yeah, like a is, great gazoo character. Which is all buff. And does he just say that he's testosterone? I don't remember. I think he's, he claims to be testosterone. Who are you? The name's Testosterone, but you can call me Norm. And then there's like one point where Testosterone says something like, I've just been hanging around, kid, waiting for the day you got old enough for me to help you. Help me? To do things you wouldn't do as a kid. To do teenage things, if you know what I mean. And I said out loud, is he talking about jerking off? You did say that out loud. I was horrified. And then Testosterone says, I'm talking girls, Ned. Girls! And I'm like, oh my god, he he is talking about jerking off. It's bad. It is so bad. But Uh. then, like, then he, like, goes to a party and tries to pick up chicks. And is bad at it. This is so confusing. Like, I understand that As a child, there's a time where you think girls are icky. Right. Uh, But I don't think as a child I I think, oh my god, I'm going to grow up one day and not think girls are icky. It's, oh my god, I'm going to have to have a job. Yeah. Like, that's where the fear is. So to just be like, nah, he goes up and tries to get laid as an episode is real weird. And like, I hate to say it when... A 10-year-old is afraid of being an adult. I would imagine that he would be afraid of a situation where he had a job and a wife and kids and responsibilities. Yeah. Not like 
a part of adulthood where he gets to go out to parties. Yeah. He's a college sophomore. Yeah. That's his facial hair to a T. Oh, God, no. And then there's like this weird part where he's trying to hit on women. And then like his testosterone fairy picks up some women and ditches him. So Ned's with like the ugly girl. Ta-da! Here I am, in the flesh, and I'm all yours. Uh, Norm? Hello? Norm? Remember me? It's your pal, Ned? Beat it, kid. Hey, you were supposed to be helping me. Uh, I left you some action over by the punch bowl. Hi, cutie pie. Good luck, kid. I'll catch up with you later. And it's like, not the ugly girl. It's like, well, this is gross. Yeah, the whole show kind of has a little undercurrent of sexism that I don't care for. Yeah, the current's going to pick up in a bit. Well, yeah. There's going to be some undertow coming up. Yep. Uh, So then Ned wakes up and wants to get measured to see if he's gotten any taller. And, and he, he hasn't. And he hasn't. He's like, good, I want to stay a kid. And it's the only time he learns a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is Tooth or Consequences, where Ned has a loose tooth. Yes, and the Tooth Fairy is going to steal his tooth. And he's like, no, I don't want that to happen. And uh, the Tooth Fairy takes him to Toothopia and... The the one little bit that I liked was if you leave your tooth, you get a quarter. Mm-hmm. And if you go to where the tooth fairy is from, the tooth fairy runs an arcade. Yes. To get quarters, I was like, ah, okay, that's kind of fun. Uh, and then it turns out Ned can't leave and has to give all his teeth away. Which okay, that's a common like nightmare is your yeah. teeth falling out. But like. In order to leave, he has to play a game of some... Like, he has to play checkers, I think? Yeah. uh, I don't know. And, like, you can kind of excuse a lot of stuff because it's a dream. It doesn't need to make sense. But that doesn't mean it's a good show. (laughs) No. Uh, Then Ned wakes up and it's over. Yeah, this one, like... I have very few notes because this one, like... This is one of the ones where I just had a hard time... In this, being invested in it. I remember, like, going, what is happening? A lot. Yeah, like, I just didn't have a strong feeling of it. Uh, the next one is uh, called... The next one is the 13th episode, and it's... Ned determines to ride the House of Horrors. Yes. He's finally tall enough to ride. Development. No, he didn't grow. There's a whole episode about how he's not growing. I mean, he might have grown since, like, the previous actually, summer. Actually, they they do a bit where he's like, I'm finally tall enough, and he's wearing platform shoes. Yes. And he's wearing, like, a tall hat. Yeah, like, he's wearing, like, a 10-gallon hat or something. Uh, but the, the line is nine hours long. Yeah. And guess what? Ned falls asleep in line. So he has a dream that he gets on the ride. And he's, like, next to a man. Like a like yeah, grown-up man. And he's next to, like, an annoying man who is ruining the ride for him. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I find that kind of terrible. 
That sounds like a horrible thing. Like, I'd be afraid of that. Yeah. I still don't like having to sit next to strange men in situations. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then it turns out that the strange man is the devil? Yeah. Or some sort of A demon jester, yeah. And uh, they're going to condemn him. Because Ned called the ride, like, cheesy or something. Yeah. But he he talks his way out of it because he's uh, he's not tall enough to be there, so he can leave as long as he can uh, ru- walk out the correct door. Yeah, it's the labyrinth. It's the two doors. Now here's a major problem I have uh, as someone who runs an open mic comedy show. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we'll get a new comic who doesn't know how to write jokes, so they think if they use a lot of rhymes, it'll be fine. Yeah, and this one has like a bunch of rhymes and chants. Yeah, it's just... Kid, listen, there's little time. Beware the path that leads to the entry, for beyond it lies the room to your doom. How will I know which one's the entry? It's the one that's guarded by the sentry. The entry with the sentry? Yes, but you don't want the entry with the sentry. You want the portal. The portal? It's a great portal guarded by a living mortal. Does the portal with the mortal hold the room to my doom? No, the entry with the sentry holds the room to your doom. Oh, the sentry with the entry. That's entry with the sentry. Look, don't annoy me, kid. The portal with the mortal is the gate that holds your fate. Then where's the doom to your room? Not the doom to your room. The doom to your... the, the room to... Oh, boy. Look here, listen carefully. The gate to your fate is the portal with the mortal, but the entry with the sentry holds the room to your doom. Just remember that. The fate with the... I mean, no, the fate to my gate is a doom to my room. Time's up. Choose! Uh, the plate to my fate is a gate to my... Uh, the portal to the mortal. There's been a change. The mortal is dead. What? How did that happen? Well, um, he was mortal. The portal's been replaced by a big doorway. A doorway? A doorway made in Norway. Oh, gosh. Is the gate to my feet in the doorway of Norway? No. The gate to your fate is in the entry with the sentry. The doorway from Norway holds the room to your doom. Now, don't forget it. Wait. No. The freight. The freight. To my, uh... There's been another change. Huh? The sentry has closed the entry. Oh, no! It's been replaced with a skylight, which can only be seen in the twilight. No, 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 no! The gate to your fate is in the skylight in the twilight. The doorway from Norway holds the room to your doom. Oh, Yeah, like, none of this matters. No. And, like, it's... They spend so much time on Ned choosing which door to... To open. Yeah. Just so they can say these, like, stupid rhymes. Yeah, and they're not interesting. They're not clever. Yeah. There's nothing to them. Yeah. It, like, it's not funny. So it just wastes a lot of time. And then he chooses the wrong door. Uh, but then he wakes up and it's over. Yep, and then he's he, like... The I don't too line. scared to go on the ride. Is how it ends. Yeah, and then, like, you're like, are you serious? Like, his parents were probably in line for, like, over an hour. Nine hours! There was a sign at the beginning that said it was nine hours! Yes, that's... Again, Ned is annoying. And terrible. I I don't like Ned. I mean, like... There's a great movie called Ride the Bullet, which I believe is based off of a Stephen King book. 
where this happens, where it's a kid who's dying to go on a roller coaster, has like a vision of the roller coaster being like causing his death, and after waiting in line, they bail. Mm-hmm. So like, I think as a parent watching it, the parents would totally get that experience because kids would do that. I want to go to the haunted house. No, wait, it's scary. Uh, my mom still mentions the time I bailed on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, the ride, or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, Nepcot Center. Yeah. Uh, because I had to pee. Well, it's, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. And she's still mad, and that was, like, 25 years ago now. Uh, I understand. Uh, so the next one is, uh, the Pinocchio episode, Willie Trout. What was this episode? I, oh God, I don't know. This is this is a, another one that like the footage is real bad and it's clearly a man filming his television. There's a good joke where it's called Lake Pee Pee No No. Like that's a joke a kid would enjoy because you're not <laughs> supposed to pee in the lake. Oh, it's a good joke for a little. I thought it not because they're playing off Lake Titicaca. No, it's probably just like... Is that too smart for this show? I think it's just a rip-off of like how a lot of things, especially in Northeast America, have uh, First Nations-related names. Like pee-pee no-no. And uh, this is, you know, a racist white person's way of making fun of it. So, Ned has a dream that his dad... Well, the setup is uh, Ned's dad and Ned are fishing. Right. And there's a, like, there's a fish that's, like, the family legend, and no one's ever caught the fish. It's a whole thing with the fish. But then, in the dream, uh, instead of it being, like, Captain Ahab, where, uh, the fish has bitten off his leg. Yeah. It has bitten off his father's head. Yes. And now he has a wooden head. Yeah. Captain Dad. Yeah. Which... Okay. Like. <sighs> it's just such low comedy. Yeah, it's lazy. Yeah. And we're not used to lazy because, like, a lot of the other shows we've watched have been less, like. Over the Garden Wall was a lot of things, but it was not lazy. No, it, this is just so, like. Alright, what's. Peg Leg. How can we make that funny? I don't know. Make it a Ted? Okay. Do we we want to go with other... Does anyone else have an idea? No, no, no. It's his head. We gotta move on. So then there's like a Pinocchio plot for some reason. Because he ends up in a fish. Yeah. Willie eats Ned. And then like Geppetto's there and then it's a thing. And then Geppetto thinks that Ned's Pinocchio because I guess, you know, Disney owns it. May as well make that work. There's a lot of times where we watch this where I yell... What is happening? Yeah. And it's not so much a, like, I'm confused by this plot. It's more of a, why does this matter? Yeah, and, like, the issue with this is also that, like, uh, there's a whole thing where, like, Ned's dad gets mad at him because Ned doesn't like fishing and Ned wants to read. Is that what he wants to do? Yeah, he, like, Uh. wanted to read. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. It's real bad. And then, uh, Ned wakes up and it's over. Ned wakes up and he has Willie Trout in his fishing line. Oh. Yeah, and then, like, Ed is ex- his dad's really, really excited. 
And Ned feels guilty and throws the trout back. See? Dream makes him a worse person. I don't know. He spares the fish. Comments coming later. (laughs) Okay. So the next one is uh, the House of Games episode. Which excited me because I love murder game shows. So I was like, ooh, games. What's going to happen in this one? I don't remember. Yeah, I like... I'm double checking, like, this isn't one of the ones that's on Lost Media, but I don't remember anything about this episode. This one, I remember the quality being extra garbage. Like, it was really, really fuzzy. Because I remember seeing the title card. I don't think I have any comments to say about this episode. I literally just, like, looked it up on... There is a small Nightmare Ned wiki. And nothing. Moving on. Uh, The next one is the Girl Trouble episode. This is the one, my least favorite episode. Oh, this episode's so bad. The two bullies trick Ned into going into the girls' bathroom. That's how this starts. Yes. And as you can tell, if Ned touches anything, he immediately believes he will become that thing. Yeah, he believes he's going to become a woman... Oh, this... Uh. Yeah, we gotta talk about this one. Yeah, we do. Um, so uh. they switch the bathroom signs and, like, Ned finishes business and a female schoolmate who is remarkably chill about yeah. it. She's like, oh, hey, Ned. She's real progressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so then Ned falls asleep, wakes up as a girl and is, like, in the dream. And it's like, I'm going to go yell at those bullies. She goes to yell at the bullies, and the bullies are like, (laughs) Hey, you two. We're busy. Come back later. No. Now. We'll finish this another time. Don't leave town. Whoever you are, prepare to... A pretty girl. What? Are you guys nuts? Do I look like a girl to you? Uh-huh. Uh, and she's not taken seriously. Yeah. And then she goes and writes in her diary. And then while this is happening, that's when you say for the first time, Ned has a Reddit account. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely had the thought a bunch of times, but uh, there's a sequence with Ned and his dad at dinner. Where his dad keeps calling him Nedra. Yes. And Nedra is like, my name is Ned. And he's just like, his dad's just a bad parent who's not respecting his kid's gender identity. Yeah, it like, it's really uncomfortable today to watch that. And be like, oh, I know people who've had this exact problem. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's played for laughs here. I guess. Yeah, like Ned literally call, they, Ned's dad calls it literally a phase. Like it's yeah. sad. Like the the wording here is like really upsetting. And so when like Ned's up in his room writing in his diary, uh the diary entry before is like wildly sexist. Mm-hmm. It's literally and you'll play the clip. But sure. it's literally like Dear Diary. I saw the prettiest dress at the mall today. Ew! I bumped into Jenny Little at the food court. 
I think he's a hottie. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And then the bullies come. The bullies come and they're trying to woo Nedra. <laughs> and this is where I was like, Ned has a Reddit account. Yeah, this is a this is insane. Because then Ned starts manipulating the two bullies to like. Oh, come on! We'll do anything to make you like us. What did you just say? I said, we'll do anything to make you like us. Anything at all. Anything? Anything! Okay. Bark like a dog. Well, I don't know. Bark! And this is what, like, incels think women are like? Mm Mm-hmm. And then he goes on this rant about how... Uh, he goes on a, like a weird power trip. Where he does. The power. Control. At last, I understand. Women rule men. They rule the world. The universe. And not in the fun girl power type of way. In yeah, this the, isn't who all, run the world girls. This is like Stacy's like Chad's. Yeah, this is like, oh, women are the Illuminati. Yeah. It was bonkers. And then he wakes up and continues to just believe that to be true. Yeah, like he is... Ned hates women. Like that's yeah. really the only... There is some hatred towards women, like... Really pushed in this show. Yeah, it's it's really rough to watch as an adult female. Because I don't think I would really want my daughters watching. I wouldn't watch, want my sons watching some of these episodes, you know? Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. What we got up next? Canadian Bacon. It's the one with the piggy. Oh, this is where, in my opinion, the other agenda starts to come out. Okay. Uh, Canadian Bacon is about the realization that bacon is pig and ned has a pet pig yeah and thus like doesn't want to eat it anymore and so they run they run away the pig in him in his nightmare to go live on a farm to live on the farm the pig has a family and it's like very sweet and pastoral until it's not and then it turns out the pigs are just fattening him up so that they could eat him. Right. And How very to serve man. Yeah. At the end, he he's not like pro-bacon. Like, there's talk about being a vegetarian in this one. Yeah. So there's this weird through line that kind of pops up after this episode about how we should be vegetarian. Yeah. I'm not sure if you picked up on it. I don't think I did. I like because and hey, there's nothing wrong with being vegetarian. I think it's wrong when you yell at me for not being a vegetarian. Is all. Yeah, and like, uh, the Needlemeyers have a pet pig after this, but we really don't see him very much, and he's not important enough to like have a name or anything. Uh, so then Ned wakes up and it's over, and he he doesn't want to eat meat. Yep. Is the next yeah the next one's the abduction episode, and this one's weird. 
Okay. So, Ned has a nightmare about being abducted by aliens. And because this is what aliens do, they first abduct a bunch of cows. Yeah, because that's the trope. Uh, and at first, Ned goes, oh my god, I've been abducted by aliens. And then starts talking to the cows as if they're the aliens. Yes. I understand that this is a cartoon. I understand that this is a dream. But I've never had a dream where in the dream, I'm stupid to create dramatic irony for some sort of outside force that's watching my nightmare. I mean, it's funny that, like, the aliens kidnap him because he's wearing cow pajamas. Yeah, he's wearing cow pajamas. But what what I'm saying is, though, like, he goes up to the cow and goes, oh, an alien. Like, I've never been stupid in a dream. Fair. (laughs) Like, I never, like, have this arc in my dream where it's like, oh, I was dumb and now I understand. I don't know. It's a nitpicky thing, but it, it, it ticked me off. Uh, and then the actual aliens come, and this yep. is this is another one of those moments. Uh, the aliens are like, "Oh, he's not a cow; he's a human, an even lower life form." But um, and he's like, "No, humans are even higher up." He said the aliens say something like, "Oh, we should dissect him or something." Yeah, we'll put his brain in something. And he's like, "Wait, spare these docile creatures on our planet." We have respect for all living things until we kill them and eat them. Yeah, okay. And you I, was like, that. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, this kind of builds up that, like, Ned has another trait. Sanctimonious. Yeah. All the traits he does have, I don't like. Yeah, he develops traits over the course of the series, but they become more and more obnoxious. Like, the end of the series may as well be him, like, growing his first neck beard. Well, yeah, after every dream, he becomes a worse person. Yeah, I he is a tough in that one. Oh, I did actually find one note for the House of Games episode. Oh. Uh, the house expands and contracts. It We called it the House of Leaves episode in our notes. Oh, the House of Leaves episode. That's oh. why I couldn't find it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, there's nothing special about that. No, episode. but... I, Other did... than where we're like, oh, House of Leaves, huh? Yeah. So, and then, you know, he wakes up, and there are cows all over the place. Was it a dream? Yeah, that's the one where they're like, ah, maybe it wasn't a dream. Which, you know, fine, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) What, there was, like, this would be fine if there were jokes. Yeah. But there were no jokes. This one's like, I can see why this was short-lived. I, we'll, we'll get into this one. Um... So, the next one is the one where I just... I, I hate Ned. I hate Ned so much. Oh, this is the report card one? Yeah, this is the report card one. And he has... It's report card day. And he's so excited. Because he loves report card day. And he gets a report card and he's got D's and F's. Mm-hmm. So, he freaks out and tears up his report card and goes to bed. And... Like, I don't remember much of his actual dream. I, like, I'm not going to lie, I don't really remember much about the nightmare. I think it was just about him being dumb. Yeah, like, the frame story, really. Because it was about his his parents being displeased with him. Which is, like, a really normal fear. For yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it's relatable. 
But, like, they don't do anything interesting with it that would make you want to watch this cartoon. No. Uh, but the thing that I took notes on because it really bothered me was his... At the end, it turns out that uh, Ned's report card was switched. Yeah, with one of the bullies. I with, think his name's Conrad. Yeah, it's Conrad or Vernon. I don't know. Okay. Those are the two bullies. Okay. Um, so it gets switched, and Ned got A's and B's, but we go to the trailer that the bully lives in with his father, and the father is glowingly proud of his son for his grades, and is having him, like, recite math. Yeah, it's 2 plus 3 is 23. And, like, this was something I saw, like, that I was thinking about how we saw this a lot in the 1990s, especially, of um, characters of lower moral quality tended to live in, like, trailer parks or run-down places. Yeah. The only, like, notable exception I can think of is that uh, Lila and Stinky from Hey Arnold were not bad characters, and they lived in, like, rougher means. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're creating a villain, you you have to take one thing and put it all the way up and one thing and put it all the way down. Because every villain was either uh, like a total jerk, but dirt poor. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, they're angry because they're poor. Or filthy rich and snobby, but lonely. Yeah. Like, those are the two villains that existed in the 90s. Yeah, and, like... But, like, having that shot of the dad being proud... Was that supposed to be funny? Because it made me horribly sad. Yeah, it's really sad in retrospect. But the idea is, like, oh, they're so dumb that the father doesn't even know that the kid is stupid. And the kid is so stupid that he doesn't know he's stupid. Ignorance is bliss. Like, before we watch this show. Yep. And the next one's the road trip episode. Boom, boom, ain't it great to be crazy? Boom, boom, ain't it great to be nuts like you? Ain't it great to be crazy? Boom, boom. Ain't it great to be nuts like you? It's silly if it was all day long. Boom, boom, ain't it great to be crazy? Boom, boom. It's about falling asleep in the car. Yeah, on the road trip and they like, they're on a road trip on a vacation and they check into a scary Bates Motel-like motel. There's a very relatable moment here where they're in the car and uh, his baby sister is squeaking a toy. Mm-hmm. And it annoys the parents, so the parents say, Ned, take the duck away from your sister. So he does, and then the baby cries, and they're like, Ned, for crying out loud, give the, ba- give the duck back. Yeah. And, like, I, I get that situation as an older brother of those times where it's like, go deal with your younger sibling. Well, what you've done is now terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's that, like, oh, this is worse. This is worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they end up in a beach motel, and it's like, oh, it's scary hotel stuff. And then he wakes up, and it, it's over, and he's glad to be in the car. And boom, boom, and it's great to be crazy. Yeah, and he, like, joyfully sings road trip songs with his parents. Yay. Uh, and then the next one's the uh, the play one, where he's a vegetable. Yes. The Downtown Fruits episode, essentially. Yeah, it's the Downtown Fruits from A. Arnold. Everything is derivative of a better show. Uh, 
I got a I did get a really good laugh out of this one. Yeah. Where he is on stage and he's trying to say Vegetables are sucking it. Vegetables are sucking it. Vegetables are sucking it. <clears throat> Vegetables suck. <gasps> I actually laughed pretty hard at that. Yeah, it was like a cute it was cuz it was a very real kid moment. Mhm. Because I think that was one of, I mean, a real 10-year-old voiced Ned, but I, I kind of was thinking about him in relation to Greg from Over the Garden Wall. Okay. And how Greg feels authentically like a child. Yeah, and Ned feels authentically like nothing. And Ned feels authentically like a blank slate that stuff happens to. Yeah. Posing as a 10-year-old. And uh, this is also the one where there's a whole thing about eating vegetables being better than eating meat. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing this now. Yeah, there's this whole, like, weird vegetarian subplot. Yeah, I did not pick up on this when we were watching it. Yeah. And uh, then he wakes up and it's over. And he does the play, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one's the one with the penny. Yes. <laughs> he accidentally... He's trying to learn a magic trick uh, but from this magician on TV... Who's voiced by Penn Jillette. And yes. I was like, oh, sweet! Penn Jillette. Uh, and then he steals his dad's lucky penny. You yep. know, You know the lucky penny that we've brought up many times? Uh, he takes his dad's lucky penny and accidentally swallows it. Lucky chokes do. and passes out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I guess they had to find a new way for him to fall asleep. Yeah. And then it's, you know, the fear of... Uh, Getting surgery, going to uh, a hospital, a, a normal little kid fear, yeah. and then the surgeon turns out to be the magician, and he gets cut in half, and other stuff happens, and then he wakes up, coughs up the penny, and it gets eaten by a fish. Yep. And then it's over. Yeah, this one's not terribly interesting outside of Pendulette. Yeah. So then we get this weird dentist episode. Yeah, which I, like, didn't get. The the dentist looks like a Tex Avery character. Yes. Which is, like, again, just this show not having a visual art style of its own. Right. And it's just him and a creepy dentist. It's uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, yeah, it's the Orin Scrivello. And it's short because we have this weird bonus episode. That we have to get to. Which, yeah. this episode is insane to me. It's clearly... I mean, it's the last episode. I kind of feel like they ran out of time, money... Oh, yeah. And, or both. Because when it started, it, it started with, like, someone doing show and tell on something. Yes. And Ned slides it down in his desk, so he's kind of hiding. Mm-hmm. And then we stay on that shot while, like audio is going on for like a few seconds yeah but like long time in cartoon uh time right and uh me and and my roommate in college john we made a cartoon once okay you can check it out on new grounds it's called super smash brothers donnie brook uh and if you watched old flash cartoons Mm -hmm. there was a trick where you'd always draw something with something in front of someone's mouth. 
Because animating mouths is the most difficult part. Yeah, I remember that from South Park. Yeah. Uh, so, they stay on this shot for so long that I'm just like, ugh. Really, really taking the lazy way out of this one. Yeah. Uh, then Ned goes up to do his presentation, and it's a clip show episode. Yeah, uh, all about the two villains. About the two villains that have harassed him throughout the series. Here's the thing. They're only in like four episodes. Worse than that. This episode is not a nightmare. No. This is him actually in his classroom. In his classroom, he delivers a poem about these two bullies that bother him in his imagination. Yeah. Like, other than the fact that they got him to eat dog food and go to the bathroom in the wrong room. Every bad thing they've done did not happen in reality. That's true. It's like your girlfriend getting mad at you because yeah. you cheated on her in a dream. Yeah. And that's his show and tell. Yeah. Ned's clearly mentally What a weirdo. Balanced. Yeah. Ned is on, like, Ned has a Reddit account. Like, oh, uh, I, oh, the show's over. We can, yay. <laughs> yeah. This show is, well, it's not over. No. Uh. No. There is. A point-and-click adventure. Yes, that was completed after the show was done airing. So I was like, ooh, I hear good things about this. I'm going to watch a Let's Play of it. Right. And I watched a Let's Play of this, and this game is garbage. It's... I didn't get to watch all of it because it was horrible. But it is not a point-and-click adventure. No? No. It's... There was like a cutscene about how he ends up in the nightmare world. Then he ends up, like, in a hub world where it's like, which level do you want to play? Okay. And it's it's Super Nintendo uh, V-chip first person. And, like, when I can tell from a video that the controls are garbage, yeah. that's a bad game. He chooses a level and it's, I guess there are puzzles, but a point-and-click adventure is all about exploration, running into obstacles, solving them in a, a creative way. Right. This is a platformer. It's all about jumping over obstacles and hitting things with a yo-yo. Huh. And, like, they clearly couldn't afford uh, Brad Garrett. Right. Because the the father is nowhere to be, to be heard. Yeah. Uh, but there is a moment where the mom says, or he reads a note his mom left him. It's like, yeah, we're out. So we're not going to be home when you get home from school. I took Lucy with me as well. And I was like, oh, that's the baby's name. The baby's name in the series is Amy. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I will double check. But there's a part in the series, I thought we'd hit it, but I forget, like, who knows which episode it is, where he's trying to catch his sister... Yes. Because she's rolling away, and Ned actually yells, Baby! Yeah. I was like, do you not know your sister's name? I yeah. mean, I sure don't. Yeah, to the point where we're like, we didn't know the sex of the baby until the road trip episode. Yeah. When they say, like, take that from sister. your sister. You and I both went, oh, sister. Because we just yeah. didn't know up to that point. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I remember something about House of Games. Yes. Because uh, there, there was one point I forgot to, 
to bring up. That's that's the one where the house is breathing and alive, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's this is the only time where Ned has a nightmare and goes to his parents to stay in her, their bed, mm-hmm. which is such a kid thing that I'm surprised it didn't happen. Yeah. But I wanted to point this out. Before he walks in to see uh, his parents, there's a short scene between his parents just talking in the bed. Yeah. The mother is reading, mm-hmm. and the father's just looking at his foot. <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah. Certainly well, that wasn't, dad hates reading, apparently. So. Certainly wasn't funny. No. Because there are no damn jokes in this show. No. It's... it's... This is the danger of nostalgia goggles, though, because, like, when I was looking up, when I was doing the research, everything, because I, sometimes when I get hard up, I will search Reddit. Okay. To see if they ever have anything to say about the show, because sometimes you find stuff. Thanks, who done it? And with Nightmare Ned, it was all people talking about how much the game frightened them as children. Here's, here's my overall review. I think this show works as a show... You put on in front of a child who's playing with toys. Yeah. Like, if I was half paying attention to this as a child and was way more, like, interested in having the Spider-Man fight the Joker and, or or I was doing my homework, this would be a fine show. Yeah. Because, like, there's nothing... It's not distracting. I don't want to pay attention to it. No. So it's perfect background. I'm pretty sure there was at one point where I built a centerpiece for... My upcoming wedding. Yeah. It's... There's just nothing spectacular about this at all. So, like, it, it's fine background noise, I guess, for a, for a child. But this show should 110% stay doomed. I think this show should be rebooted. What? What? Stay with me. Think about if they did the show properly. If they approached it the way you were talking about approaching it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I thought we had the agreement when we did Game Over that if you had to change that much to it, it should stay doomed and you should just do a different show. Fair enough. I, <laughs> I, to be fair, though, it seems like there's enough of a nostalgia and a mystique around Nightmare Ned that you could actually use the title. I'm going to say this. Because uh, there's a lot of, like... Because uh, Nightmare Ned never received any kind of home video release at all. No VHS, no DVD, no nothing. Yeah. So there's a mystique to it. Okay. Most people don't spend their days pawing through YouTube for these shows. I wonder what that's like. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, to them, it's just lost. Because they're not really going to look for Nightmare Ned or mm-hmm. try to find it. So to them, it's this mystique thing of something that was terrifying when they were a kid. Game Over didn't have that, like, property recognition. Right. So I think Nightmare Ned could be rebooted. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I, my notes say, like, yeah, Disney uh, Disney hates the show as much as we do. Yeah. Well, it, t- it turns out we have, like, three rankings. There's the Stay Tuned, which means it should have been continued. There's the Stay Doomed, which is it's good to be dead. And then this weird, like, just fix it, it's not hard! Yeah, like the... <laughs> you. Like, the, this was a good plot, you could've... Yeah, just put it in the hands of someone with talent. Yeah. Because Game Over, Nightmare Ned, some of these had really good concepts that could've been fixed. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this one was bad. Yeah, this I'm one... burying it deeper <laughs> than when I dug it up. Oh, Ned's alive! Oh, he's still alive in his box. It's another nightmare. Oh, I'm burying it back up. I'm like walking oh, around with salt. No, just yes. put salt. Put everywhere. some salt on this, please. I'm gonna actually. You know, I'm gonna take this tombstone. Throw it over there. I'm glad you did the no motions. No one can dig it up. I'm a method actor. It's a podcast. No, I'm sorry. I'm actually burying a body of a show. We are in a graveyard. <laughs> We're in the spoopy plot. We got two more things. What am I digging up next week? Oh my god, I don't know. Next week? By the way, sorry we didn't do Erie, Indiana. Really, really sorry. Like, I'm not apologizing to you. This is me being sorry as a human that we didn't watch Erie, Indiana. Yeah, because Nightmare Ned was my idea, and I'm going to suffer for it for the rest of time. Uh, So since it it was Laura's idea, I got to sneak in... One of my ideas. And we are going back to Adult Swim. And we are watching Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. Yes! I am super excited. I think you will like it more than Exticles. Uh, that would not be difficult. Not difficult I, for you, I know. But uh, th- this show, I think, is criminally underrated. And uh, I'm excited for the music. Yeah, Noah's vote was uh, Lucy, Daughter of the Devil. I pushed for Mina and the Count. So we'll see how those uh, compare and contrast. <laughs> Yay! Uh, Laura, where can people reach out to us? Uh, you can reach out to us via email at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook at Stay Doomed. And you can tweet at us at Stay Doomed. And uh, if you want to talk to me personally... Uh, about how uh, you would buy a DVD release of Nightmare Ned, don't talk to me. Other people you can reach me at at TV's Noah on Twitter. Uh, Nightmare Ned was famously not included on the One Saturday Morning uh, soundtrack CD. If you have a copy of the One Saturday Morning soundtrack CD... Please contact me at at Priorities. Really want to rock out to Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann, she's, she's too cool for seventh grade. She's marching in her own parade, Noah. <laughs> Ran more than one season, uh, so it did. Uh, I'm sorry. Also, uh, we are doing backdoor pilots in November. Yes. Uh, so if you have an idea for a backdoor pilot episode, that is uh, a. Sh- a pilot they snuck into another series because yep. they were trying to create a spinoff. Let us know and we'll watch it on the show. We're also not dead set on what we're doing in December. Nope. So if you have an idea for a theme for December, uh, let us know. Yeah. Until next time, stay doomed. Ned.